Hey, what's up, everybody? Sean Eaton here, and welcome to the Tips from Crip Podcast, your place for quick tips about pre-hospital emergency and critical care transport medicine. Today, I'm answering a question from one of our community members over at the Flight Crit Group on Facebook that I think will be quite helpful to a lot of providers out there that are hoping to make the transition from either working in a 911 system or in an ER into the world of flight or critical care transport. I'm excited to have you here today. I want to invite you to sit back, relax, plug in those headphones, and let's get started. So today's question comes from Jason, and Jason asks the question, what are the steps necessary to become a flight or critical care transport paramedic? And I love this question because it really shows an interest in taking his practice as a paramedic to the next level. So I've got five tips for you today to help you get started on becoming a flight or critical care transport provider. Tip number one, make sure you're working in the correct type of system. And I say that because I get a lot of questions from uh, paramedics predominantly who are working in a system and they want to become a flight paramedic or a critical care paramedic, but the system that they're working in is a slower system where they're not seeing the large volume of calls or the high acuity that's necessary to be attractive to these critical care or flight programs. Remember, when you're working in this type of an environment, you're taking care of the sickest of the sick, and they expect you to be able to manage those kinds of patients. So they want you to have experience seeing these patients so that when you come in and now you're exposed to these super sick patients, it's not a total shock to you. So tip number one, make sure you're working in the right environment. So most flight programs will say they want three to five years experience in a busy system. Now, depending on the program that you want to go work for, the definition of busy system may be a little different than another program. So it's kind of important to understand what the expectations are of that particular program that you're trying to get a job with. That being said, you're not going to be able to go out and really figure out exactly what each of these programs want. So what I suggest is think about the type of programs that you may consider busy. EMS systems like a Denver system or a NYC or San Francisco or Boston, those types of busy systems. If you at least start there, then you should be able to kind of frame in your mind the type of uh, experience that these programs are looking for. Uh, On the nursing side of things, most programs want ICU experience. Now, a lot of programs will accept nurses who come with an ER background, but they're really looking for nurses who have ICU experience because When you think about the type of patients we're transporting in the critical care environment, they're either scene calls where the paramedic is going to really thrive, or they're coming out of an ICU or an ER where they've already been managed by a physician and you're just continuing the level of care that the physician has already started. So by having that experience in the ICU, you have a much deeper understanding 
in general, and I don't want to uh, overgeneralize nurses that work in the ER because some of the best nurses I've ever worked with have been ER nurses, but by having the real deep level understanding of pathophysiology and critical care medications that come when you work in an ICU, that's going to give you the level of expertise that a lot of these flight programs are looking for. Okay, tip number two, don't stop learning. These programs expect you to be the best of the best. So unfortunately, the habit is we get out of paramedic school after cramming for two years. And what ends up happening is after about a year or two, the level of commitment to learning new material starts to taper off. It's it's just the way it happens. So you need to be focused on constantly working to make yourself better, taking classes, talking to physicians, talking to nurses when you drop patients off. Try to acquire as much knowledge as you possibly can because that's what they're looking for when you go to these programs and apply for these positions. Okay, tip number three, you have to be a team player. These programs are looking for people who have a certain level of expertise, but more importantly, they're looking for people who have a certain personality. I've heard it time and time again, educators, hiring managers, program managers, supervisors say, I can teach you the knowledge. I can teach you the skill to do this job well. What I can't teach you is how to get along with your partner or how to get along with other crew members. You have to be a team player. This is a skill that can be developed, but it definitely takes a lot of um, attention to perfecting your ability to get along well with the team. Okay, tip number four, be flexible. What I mean by that is, If your goal is to get into critical care transport, then one of the best things you can do is get a job in critical care transport. Now, I know that sounds kind of uh, um, counterintuitive, but what I'm saying is once you have that experience, once you have gotten that golden ticket that you've worked on a helicopter or you've worked as a part of a critical care transport team, it's a lot easier to then get the next job. So if you have in your mind that you want to work for a particular program in a particular area, great, go for it. However, if that team is not going to hire you with the experience that you have, be flexible, be willing to relocate, be willing to drive, be willing to commute, to work for a program somewhere else so that you can at least get that golden ticket. The other part of this flexibility thing is you need to be the person that the company is looking for. And this is tip number five. It doesn't matter how good your skills are or how much knowledge you have. If you're not the candidate that this company is looking for, they're not going to hire you. So you need to be able to go out and and try and figure out what it is that this company is really looking for. Some of the best ways to do that is talk to people who currently work for the company. Go to the conferences that these companies frequently sponsor or put on, okay, and interact with them. Get an idea for what they're looking for. You might have an opportunity to call and talk to the hiring manager, introduce yourself to them. 
ask them, what are they looking for in a candidate? You're going to get a lot of that information when you look at the job posting. But if you can have an opportunity to actually speak to the person in charge of hiring, that's going to give you an even better understanding of what they're looking for in a candidate. If you're working in an EMS system that frequently operates with these flight programs, take an opportunity to talk to the crews when you're not on a call. If they call you back after a call to give you feedback about how the call went, try to take an extra minute or two to talk with the crews and just kind of get a feel for their opinion of the program. If you have an opportunity to request them to come to your department to do training, use that as an opportunity to interact with the crews. Really try to understand what this particular program is like. What are their unique characteristics? What kind of people do they hire? What kind of people are they looking for? And then look at yourself and decide, am I this kind of candidate? Am I the kind of person that this company hires? If the answer is yes, then go for it. If the answer is no, you can do one of two things. You can either try to change yourself, which doesn't work very well ever, or look at other programs and decide, are there other programs out there that might be a better fit for you? Okay, and then as a bonus uh, a bonus tip for you, and I love sharing this tip because it really has a profound impact in the success of uh, candidates applying for these flight and critical care jobs. Go interview with other programs. One of the best ways that you can get a feel for how these interview processes go is to actually go through them. So if you are thinking, I want to apply to this job, but I don't have the necessary skills right now, go and apply anyways. Apply to programs that you may not even want to get a job with so that you can start to get an idea for what the hiring process is like and you can start to get an idea for what kind of candidate these types of programs are looking for. Another bonus tip for you, if you have a program in mind that you really want to get a job with and they have a posting or you catch wind that they're going to have a posting, try to find another company that's also hiring at the same time or sooner and apply to that company as well. If there's one program that you are really interested in getting hired by, Make sure that that interview is not your first interview. You want to have an opportunity to kind of get a feel for what the interview process is like and get rid of some of those nerves. Because when you sit down in front of that interview panel, you're putting yourself forward and you want to put your best self forward and not come across as being nervous or uh, not confident in who you are as a provider. That's all I have for this episode of the podcast. I sure hope you enjoyed this. I know I did. I want to invite you to come on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. That way you'll never miss new episodes of the podcast. I also want to invite you to come on over to tipsfromcrit.com where you can read the show notes for this episode. And if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them right there in the comment section below the episode. Finally, remember, education is good, but excellence through collaboration is much better. Fly safe and live well, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Tips from Crypt Podcast.